and welcome to Tea and Sympathy, where two American ladies talk about drinking tea and watching British television shows. I'm Sarah. I'm Melissa. Sarah, that was amazing. Thanks. Been like, practicing. Like, my mom thinks that we're professional podcasters. You know, I think that your mom is very smart and wise. I think she is, too. We may have um, an influx of baby boomer listeners because my mother <laughs> apparently sent the link to everybody she knows. Before we dive in, let's plug our social. Yeah, let us. Our website is teaandsympathypod.com. Our email is the same thing, T-E-A and sympathypod at gmail.com. And our Twitter is the letter T-A-N-D, sympathypod. I see from our notes, because we have notes, um, yeah. we need a name for our listeners. I feel like people should email us with that. Yeah, I think so I don't, too. I don't, I don't know what to, T-Birds? <laughs> I couldn't think of T-Birds. I kind of like that. I couldn't think of anything, um, you know, terribly clever. What you drinking? I am drinking berries decaffeinated tea with some milk. Mm, good call. That's a way better call than I did. Um, I'm drinking berries classic, which Ooh. is probably a mistake at 8 p.m. at night. Well, I'm recommending the decaf to you, and maybe I will pick some up for you yeah. next time I'm at the import store. What did we watch for our first episode? We watched the Super Sizers Go Restoration. We went back in time. To the 1660s. We did. Um, and I'll kind of outline what, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. We put a link, we mentioned that like the best place to find it is on YouTube, which was a, a surprise from what we said. Yes. It used to be on Hulu. So apologies to all of our T-birds. Huh? It's catching on. Catching on. Um, there is a link you can google it it's on youtube the whole thing is on there but what this is is it's sue perkins and giles corin this is episode two of the first season and it aired in 2008 so don't complain about spoilers you have only yourself to yeah blame. it's it's a decade old people <laughs> come on now and essentially they go and eat through different periods they immerse themselves in the food and lifestyle of the historical period for seven days with medical tests at the beginning and end which is yeah the the poop test is a big yeah big they, part there's a lot of poop testing in all of them like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a big part of it focus it's a big part um yeah. i feel like your notes are so much better than mine they're the um, same, though. We, we picked up on the same. The same. Um, I feel like... I just would us, like to say, I'd like to issue a warning. Yeah, if yeah, anybody ever builds a time machine, should you go back in time, do not go back to the 1660s to get a bladder stone removed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's just jump right into it. That... The description... Yeah, surgery was so upsetting. Graphic and upsetting. <laughs> and that and, was and, after and, <laughs> all the other upsetting things that happened. Mm -hmm. We're starting, so that's actually the seventh day. So we just, we're, we're going we're gonna to be a little bit all over the place here. Just bear with us, everybody. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we should yeah. respect the timeline of the show. Yeah, should we? Okay. Yeah. I pride myself on, on being a teensy bit of a glutton, but this is just painful to watch. Well... 
there's just so much of everything. And they did <sighs> talk about how it was the, the sort of, you know, carried down from the, the king's court. It was this overindulgence and everything was very extravagant. But honestly, the people that they, <laughs> that they were sort of lived through weren't particularly wealthy or noble or no they were public a public servant and his wife and they there was so much I couldn't get around mm. the meatiness of every meal was oh, so so meaty. much meat so and much I'm, meat I'm an omnivore and I have to tell you yeah it was so much. much meat I love that Sue is a part-time vegetarian because I feel like she <laughs> experiences eating meat so viscerally in this episode. It's a good choice of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like my favorite line of this episode is um, <laughs> sweaty armpits and pee as thick as treacle. And, and it's really <laughs> like a good definition of this episode. Is that what, is that, did the doctor say that? No, he says that. Giles, Giles says, that. says that. Because uh, the doctor was really like holding forth on like, here's what you'll experience in the restoration. And I was like, did you get notes beforehand? Or yeah, you just, like they, weirdly knowledgeable? Did you prep? Um, one thing we did agree on, which I love, we both wrote this down, that we were very, and, and I'm realizing that we should have maybe this is good for next time, Sarah. We should have written down what they ate every day. We didn't. Well, if you can think of it and it's meat, they ate it. It's meat. Uh, but on the first day for breakfast, they do have a barrel of oysters. Yeah. And, and beer. I'm 100% on board with that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big oyster person. And the way that they say, I mean, I'm, a barrel. how big is the barrel? Is it, yeah. you know? <laughs> is, it a, is it a wine barrel? Is, is it, it like a gym small beam? Right. Whiskey barrel. Uh, is Mila Kunis aging this barrel? Is she aging this barrel of breakfast oysters? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm literally looking at my, why are they doing this? This is terrible. I um, think that, um, and I said this in my notes, but I think what really stuck with me was that they're, they were not drinking water. Yeah. And I like, just wanted so much water. I, I'm not an eight glasses a day. Like I'm not real hung up on it type of person and it just made me feel like it made me feel thirsty yeah I was I, no, I noticed that the whole time I was excessively thirsty and just wanted to eat a very very large like bowl of lettuce uh, yeah so, so when they went yeah. to Covent Garden and they got the big plate of lettuce I was so excited I was I, like, this would have been the best meal all week. I know. And I love, here's what I love. And this is probably like, obviously from the time period, um, everything that should be with a D or that is currently with a D at the end is with a T. So it's salad. Oh, yeah. uh, and I love that. I feel like I want to start calling it salad. Uh, and you can get away with it. More insufferable. I should explain that there's a chef that like, is in charge of oh yes the they do they don't make their own food and she really got the short end of the straw the whole time because yeah. she um had to dispatch these eels and they they come alive in a pot and she had to like you know thwack their heads off and they just oh. move around they keep moving and it was grossing her out so bad <laughs> but i found it very relatable to modern eyes it's so 
funny because they didn't drink water because of carried disease and they didn't eat vegetables because they were suspicious <laughs> they of were them suspicious. and they were buried in the dirt and then they ate coxcombs and like Ugh. peed in a bucket in the corner of the dining room during a meal and they, they, yeah. um, okay. used the same pastry crust for like a week to contain different servings of horrifying <laughs> so like really horrifying where is the dirt really coming from? Where do you, like, maybe where, just boil the water? <laughs> where do you think all of your diseases are coming from? Maybe because you're reusing the same pastry crust, which I do really like. They call the coffin. Uh, yes. Well, but for a week at a time, that's revolting. Yeah, I think we both called out to the fact that they, that Sue had called the one dish layers of sad dead things yeah a bowl full of dead breasts legs and chicken heads <laughs> she, she was really like digging into it oh I'd, I'd be drunk too though like well yeah you'd have to be yeah, you would have I, I don't see how you like live your life without being wasted during this time period I'm surprised so, like, that anybody lived past you know 40 Oh, I don't to be honest with you. And certainly if you ever had to have bladder stone removal. <laughs> oh. And then you might as well I, just... I do love that they had a celebration party. Um, oh, yeah. Party to celebrate when he had the surgery. Yes, the diarist uh, Samuel the stone, Pete. The stone dinner. He celebrated every year. It makes me wonder, like, what sort of terrible, uncomfortable things I have that maybe I could celebrate yearly like electrolysis party i don't know <laughs> the, the funny thing about that celebration is that he you know got stones because of his <laughs> protein high alcohol diet and then he proceeded to celebrate his survival of same by eating by eating more, more. meat and more booze i mean I, they really put away they really put away the claret and that oh yeah and i mean I, out of self-defense probably mostly but it was really going down a treat as they say <laughs> too just too too much and poor sue gets poisoned essentially yeah, twice. twice so do we think that she got the wormwood poisoning through absorption or was she like clopping it back do you i don't know god i really would hope that sue <laughs> was not drinking her a bath wine bath wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the wine bath sounded good. It sounded like a Japanese spa. Or like shower beer. beer. Like, it's like the 1600 versions of the shower beer, but it's the wine bath. Yeah, and then you just chuck a bunch of poisonous herbs in there that are... Oh, I mean, it seemed very fragrant. It just seemed highly suspect. It did look like she... It was just like potpourri in there. It was interesting to me to hear... And he, he really didn't... Um, get too much into it but it was interesting to hear a food critic kind of take on the cuisine of that time because I didn't get the idea that it was like terribly tasty no it all looked terrible why are they eating gallbladders they have eat a gallbladder of a chicken yeah. right thing that started out sounding good like had a ringer at the end like oh this omelet and it has like poisonous herbs it has all these lovely ingredients cream and fresh eggs and then there's also some poisonous there's some tansy, tansy, in, there tansy in it um 
it's I tough. will say they have the chicken fricassee, which I'm not a big chicken fan, but I was like, get done with some chicken fricassee. I mean, it was recognizable to, to modern taste buds. Whereas I'm like, don't get me wrong. I love a good meat pie. I do. I love a good like steak and ale pie, but I've noticed this on like other episodes. They don't, meat pies were not the same thing that they are now in that they just like pile meat into a pastry crust and, and, and it's not appetizing at all. It's just like a almost like tea is a British term it's like batch baking Mm. like uh, I think that that was used the pastry crust was used as camouflage (laughs) for questionable meats you can get coxcombs now like a dim sum I feel like it's fairly common and I've I've, I have eaten a chicken but Mm -hmm. it's just it's not even the taste so much it's the texture is just yeah, it's the sensation it's of jam. sensation of chewing on a chicken foot. Yeah. Uh, the thing that sounded nice, as you pointed out, was the posset. Mmm. Everyone yes. raved. Yeah, it makes me want to start having posset for breakfast. Yeah, rather than a barrel of oysters. Mm, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, they, Maybe they you would do a little restoration. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I, uh, no, I would do terribly. What was the pasta? The pasta was just milk and like nutmeg and yeah, it was spices and um, maybe it was like eggnog. eggnog. I feel yeah. like it was cold, uh, not as thick eggnog. Yeah, everybody seemed to find it very delightful, and maybe it's maybe. just they save it till the end. There was to, like, sugar in it, wash so away the like, memory. I feel like anything that had sugar in it at that point was delicious and amazing because there was nothing i mean (laughs) the little moments of uh you know there's these cultural asides so they the the food is really the main thrust of it but then there's these cultural moments where you (laughs) kind of get a glimpse into like here's weird habits that people had every day Um, like for instance when ladies would go in a carriage ride they would wear these terrifying um Yes, masks over there. Yeah, it looked like the mask that Salieri wore in Amadeus. Exactly. And it was so you didn't sunburn your, you know, face, your face and thereby remain unmarried and a spinster for the rest of your days. You know, but the uh, as a spinster, it's in the bad. No, Sorry. I would, I think it would be better than being married to okay. a man who you know, peas in a bucket in the corner of your dining room. Yeah, I would not have done well in any of the no plumbing eras. I I just (laughs) wouldn't be able to handle it. It would would be too much. It it is an added level of difficulty. And then along with that, when Sue complained of the corns on her foot. That, however, was really entertaining. I giggled. I giggled mightily. <laughs> well, because it was a very pure moment because she clearly was not <laughs> putting on <laughs> the camera. Like she could barely talk about how how ticklish her feet were to No. And so, what what would it be? Would it just be the sensation of tickling? They don't really I mean, they have they're slimy. It yeah. ima- you know what it is? It's like imagine a very slow, languid 
slimy, like the underside of your dog's tongue. You know how the top part is like rough, but that underside is real slurpy. slimy, slurpy. I thought when she lifted it up, I thought she was going to oh, eat it. <laughs> I like, also may be thinking of slugs instead of snails. Oh, I mean, they're very, they're very slimy, yeah. right? One just has a cute house. They, they seem slimy. They look slimy. I feel like they seem slimy. This was a this was a rough episode. Well, then, I can't, we either chose amazingly or chose very poorly. Well, what was funny is that I because I think I had mentioned to you that I thought I'd seen that one before, and when I started watching it, I was I, like, I was like, oh, I've seen this one. But then I hadn't seen the whole thing because when I got to the part about the bladder stone surgery, I was like, well, oh. I would remember this if I had seen yeah. it. Because, and lot. for anybody who hasn't seen the episode, it's just basically because they, there was no anesthesia. So, oh. you know, they hold you down. Until I you mean, pass out essentially with they give you like an un, unanesthetized episiotomy. That's pretty much what they were describing. That's pretty much what it was, which <sighs> sounds not fun at all. And the fact that that man survived, um, that Samuel Pepys survived. Albeit with an open, which I'm like, ooh, why doesn't anyone talk about what that smelled like? Oh, well, I'm I sure. I knew it did not smell good because I was thinking of like Henry VIII. Yeah, and his and leg wound. Henry VIII with his leg wound, which again, like this is why we're doing this show is because you and I both know that Henry VIII had <laughs> an open leg wound in his later years. And he um, was like, why don't these teenage girls want to hang right. out with me? Right, yes. <laughs> why doesn't this 19-year-old want to have sex with me anymore? Well, you are 300 pounds and you have an open leg wound. Plus, you keep cutting ladies' heads off and it's not a good look. <laughs> Plus, you seem like a terrible husband. <laughs> you seem like you have a lot of problems. You seem like you've got a lot going on. <laughs> Let's just unpack that. <laughs> let's, just, let's unpack that. I get it. You weren't supposed to be king. We got it. <laughs> it's fine. Married your brother's wife. Whatever. Oh yeah. Wow. That is a widow. Widow married his brother's widow. Anyway, maybe we should watch the. Medieval. Is there a Tudor one? There's a medieval one, which. Mm, isn't yeah. Quite. Is there an Elizabethan? Like... No. There's a Victorian one, which was, it's kind of a bummer because that's kind of my favorite part of British history is that whole Tudor England time period. Yeah, we'll talk about non-television influences leading to why I watch British television. Oh, yeah, should we? It occurred to me last week after we talked that um, it's not just seeing British TV, but it's it was about reading a lot of British history. And Oh, yeah. Um, I just devoured all these books about um kings and queens and yeah i'm a crazy person for tudor england uh my husband was suggesting some tea topics for us as well Ooh. we can tackle uh well one of them is to discuss the debate and i really have no um horse in this race but whether you put the milk in the mug first then pour in the tea or vice versa there's i poured it in after it's a huge divide it's i know I don't get the before wouldn't I it confuses he so okay let me back up 
It makes sense to pour it in before if you're pouring from a pot. If you're just brewing from a tea bag, which I don't actually think anyone in Britain actually does. Because I'm of the a quantity being made. Right. Because they're automatically making a pot, maybe. But like I'm a you know, uncouth American and I make sometimes I just make one tea bag at a time and I throw it in a cup. <laughs> well then no then you would not want to put the milk in first um and then we also discussed sweetening yeah the tea i have to have sugar it's too much i can't see i only drink it with milk and then i will also drink it straight with nothing just strong tea that's impressive that's next level tea drinkery i need to really find i think i think my issue is is that i don't have a like one person single serving pot. Mm. I need mine's mine's a lot. Mine's a. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've drank a four cup pot <laughs> by myself, but I I feel like I need something when I'm like want to just make a tea bag, but I want like a pot. That's I need to go nice. back to the UK and just like go to the you know just load up on tea accessories. Go to the Tesco. They must have yeah. them. Go to the Primark. Do you have an electric tea kettle or do you boil it on the stove? I have an electric tea kettle. It's a game changer. It's a, I cannot believe that there are people here who have teapots still. People, what are you doing with your life? Get an electric teapot. <laughs> Get a tea kettle. Just It takes you 30 seconds to boil water. It's amazing. I was just watching uh, America's Test Kitchen the other day and they were testing electric kettles. And Oh, were they? Yes, the OXO clear glass kettle. Came oh, I have like one of those like Krups plastic. So I used to have one that plugged in that had the cord all the way attached. And then I went and then I got um, too big for my britches. And I was like, no, I want the kind that they have in the UK where it's like the disc that you yeah. set it on. And so that's what I have now. But my dad still boils tea on the stovetop. Oh, I mean. Well, boils water, I should say. I guess the whistle is like slightly adorable, but also no, I need it. And I'm a modern, <laughs> I'm a modern day, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a modern day lady. When you want tea, you want it. When I want now. I want tea and I want it now. Yeah, I want it. Well, I think that we can explore those topics in more depth sometime, especially if we get <laughs> questions or single lady tea drinker suggestions from our tea birds. <laughs> T-Bird, uh, it's a thing now. Sorry. I think you just did it. I don't think we need to poll the audience. I think they're T-Birds. I think they're T-Birds. Um, let me, I want to make sure we didn't, um, oh, carp. Why, why is there so much carp? Is carp a thing? Like, I, I don't know. So you're, we're both from the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Carp is a is super invasive, disgusting species. It's, we have Asian carp in the Great Lakes and like, it's a disaster. But all of these people are eating so much carp. Is there carp in the Thames? Do we have any British listeners? If so, could you tell me, is the Thames really populated <laughs> with carp? I, I always think of carp as like the gross Ooh. fish that they like stock ponds with for like campgrounds you know like where oh, like little kids go fishing that's what I think of it of carp oh I just it's not anything I want to be eating but it was apparently quite the delicacy oh I know they had platters of platters of carp 
Uh, well, we should we should wrap up by talking about um, the medical test at the end. Oh, right, the poo. So, so Sue did not. Sue escaped that or didn't do it. Do they alternate? Or... I feel like they alternate. Oh, maybe I know they do. She has done a medical thing, but the, in this episode, Giles is the is the guinea pig. Yeah. So first he goes in and the doctor, the doctor who knows so much about restoration diets. <laughs> uh, he... I love that. That's the hill you're gonna die on. <laughs> it's that, very suspicious to me. I'm sure this modern doctor is very knowledgeable about the restoration diet. It just comes out a little, you know, mm-hmm. a little weird to me. But in any event, he goes in. He has his head on his tests. He's done with restoration living. And the guy, the first thing the guy tells him is like, well, your, your poop smells a lot worse. And uh, he, he apologizes. <laughs> Giles apologizes. I, w- I would. Wouldn't you? I would probably say, you know what? I don't want to talk about it on television. No, I would be like, I'm really sorry that <laughs> you had to deal with that. And then to no one's surprise, mm. all of his test results were horrible. So Yeah, to no one's surprise, his liver is shutting down. <laughs> yeah, they told him not to drink for two weeks, which I don't you, think he Would your liver be hurt? I feel like your liver would be hurting. At that. I feel like after that week of consuming that volume of those kinds of things, I think oh. I would have felt pretty crappy. Like, it didn't, it didn't lighten up a little bit, like, at least from what we saw when they they went to Covent Garden and they had some vegetables and then they went out to the country and they took a walk and they had asparagus, you know, it was the first green thing. Oh, yeah, they did have a nice country meal. I mean, I'm not into like prime rib like that, but it was a very nice country meal. Yeah, it seemed to to do them a lot of good. So maybe things improved a little bit, but just the the unending meat parade. I do want to say, uh, in addition to being having our recordings available on our website through Podbean, I am trying to get us on Apple Podcasts. <gasps> you are? Yeah, I'm having a little bit of a login problem. It has nothing to oh do with Oh my God, I don't even know how one does that. Sarah, Sarah yeah. clearly, clearly Sarah is the talent here and I'm just like the color commentator. <laughs> is that a football thing? I don't watch football. Yeah, that, sports, sports. Sports in general. Usually, the color commentator is like the retired um, sports player. <laughs> That's not me. Who's like, you know, interjects the witticisms? I guess. <gasps> oh well, maybe that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in the absence of taking a sponsor break, I think we yeah. should decide or propose what we're going to watch for the next show. Yeah. Gonna stick with a supersizers. Oh, let's not. Okay. <laughs> the restoration Ooh. finished us. Oof. I think I'm just using this podcast as a justification to repeatedly watch episodes of the Great British Bake Off, but we shouldn't do that. I mean, should we watch an episode of Are You Being Served? Faulty Towers. Oh, let's watch Faulty Towers. Okay. I think Faulty Towers bears um, warrants discussion. Okay. So. I think we should just start with episode one. Let's see where we can find it. Okay. See if we can find it somewhere. I'm fairly um, certain we have it on DVD, but that doesn't ooh. help you very much. But That's okay. Send us your show ideas. What should we be watching? Please don't make us suffer through another episode of The Supersizers, but if you really want us to, we will. If you would I like do. to hear our take on something that you've seen and you have Yeah. Ooh, we'll do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like our 
superior expertise. <laughs> we're on we're on all the social. We're like we have a website. Oh, we're on Facebook too. Yeah, I we're on Facebook now. We're we're on Facebook. Yep. As well. Give us a search, Teen Sympathy Podcast on Facebook. Yeah. Next time I'll have the URL. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Facebook.com forward slash Teen Sympathy Pod. Well, you'll Maybe. find it. It's it's Facebook. Just search it. It's fine. <laughs> Seriously. This was amazing. I feel like we should do this every day. All right. Well, that would shoot us to the top to the top of the Right? Are there podcasts that come out every day? Oh, there is. There's that New York Times, the daily one. Again, New York Times, if you want to sponsor us, that's cool too. <laughs> I'm a subscriber. Oh, you are? Uh, Sunday only. Right. They don't care about me. me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, listen to us. Tell us that you, li- that you love us. Tell- don't tell us if you hate us. I mean, you can tell us that we suck, but I'm wa- not going to read that one on the, on the air. Seriously, how could you hate us? We're just two ladies talking about British television. What's there to hate? Until next time. Oh my God, we're, we have outro music too. That's going to come on right now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's you the like podcast. We're a legit operation here. <laughs> and we are...